0: Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. So today I've got Kashir Singh with me all the way from Bowman's. He is the Graduate Recruitment Manager there. Uh, Welcome, Kashir.
1: Thank you very much, Belinda. Happy to be here.
0: So tell me about when, why did you develop this interest in graduate recruitment? Where does that start?
1: Oh, graduate recruitment was something that I never thought I'd end up doing. In fact, we aren't introduced to it in our studies. But one thing I must say is that I've really appreciated that I've ended up here and The real start was based on me studying a qualification in human resource management. Um, But at the time, I had no idea of the sector that I'm in at the moment. It was never introduced to us. And it all started for me when I joined a law firm that... uh, offered a position as a graduate recruitment administrator. And then thereafter, one thing led to the next. But my interest with human resources really started at varsity level. Um, I didn't know too much about human resources before that, but I actually appreciate it because I didn't have to have preconceived ideas as to what I would be if I were a human resource practitioner, and I let the university lead me in terms of what I should have been taught and to understand it properly.
0: And so was there some practicals or something where you saw, you know, how this will play out or was it really when you started in graduate recruitment that you really knew and you know what this is about?
1: yes it was the latter when i had my first opportunity and i must thank my supervisors and managers at the time because by the time i ended up working in graduate recruitment or nowadays as we call it young talent um, i had experienced three other facets of human resources uh, that was very well known in the industry and in what we were trained to do so i really built the interest with that first role that ended up in graduate recruitment, and I really, really appreciate the way the people that I worked with introduced me to it and they taught me the skills that I use today. Um, And I've obviously innovated it to move with the times. Um, Unfortunately, I, I think that the qualification I started gave me the basis and the people that I was surrounded with as a youth didn't know enough about it because Mm. from my view I've learned that graduate recruitment is a very niche aspect of human resources as a whole. Um, Very often people would think of human resources and you would think about disciplinary hearings, um, recruitment processes, promotions, performance reviews, but no one really speaks about the young talent aspect but I was brought into it at a time where young talent was really booming and it really took off because of the number of graduates that the economy started to get. And these people needed opportunities. Um, so I do understand that perhaps I learned things based on the old system yeah. of how education was uh, dished out and the syllabi were created. But the biggest lesson I've learned from that is that you must always be innovative. You must always be able to adapt and work with what you were given, what you were thought, But don't be complacent with that. Your role is to build it, ignite it, Mm. and make it a catalyst for future situations that those teachings never prepared you for. You are the living aspect of what you were taught.
0: So um, if you graduate recruitment now, um, if if we have a look at that specifically, I mean, the word says graduate recruitment, but I I guess and assume that there is much more that goes into that. So what what does a typical day look like for you?
1: A typical day would really depend on the time of year that we are in because just as sailors will look at the weather, graduate recruitment looks at the universities and mm. it would depend on what's happening at that time um, on campus, what is happening at that time with the situation of the students that we are looking at, uh, with the academics, academias. Um, plan for the year and a good example was uh, with COVID unless unfortunately we must refer to it but it, it made a huge impact on the way we think and live mm. and as graduate recruitments, we could have done many things but the university shut down out of yes. precautionary measures and whether we screamed and shouted we couldn't do much about it our yeah workplace was really based on the universities and we had to become very innovative as to how do we maintain our interaction with the with the students regardless of universities having closed down their campuses um so i do think that every day is different as we know now um, a lot of students are going through exams or assignments at the time of this recording and we naturally would go back to considering the programs that will come after that period of assessment Mm. because we wouldn't necessarily want to involve ourselves or distract a student from what they are doing on campus. Um, So it's a lot of planning and desk work, if I may say, uh, at the moment, a lot of meetings in the back, but the season may change in a few weeks, in a few months' time, and I'll find myself on the Bloemfontein campus, I could find myself at another campus at another part of the country. And then there's times where I even miss my desk because I yeah. travel uh, so frequently. And then there's times where I miss the traveling because I'm at my desk so frequently. Yes. So the days are different, but it is cyclical in an annual perspective mm. where we would typically base ourselves on a 12-month calendar and uh, we can foresee what we're going to do within that year. Um From week to week, it can change from month to month. it can change, but on an annual basis, we can we have a good sense of what may happen just because, like I said earlier, we rely on the syllabus on yeah campus. and and so, how
0: many students do you usually recruit within one year?
1: um at Bowman's, we look at recruiting about thirty students in a year, um say between thirty to forty. There's a lot of aspects that must be considered before um, the, the, the the board or the committee would assign a number. Although as a firm and as, as colleagues, we don't like to um, put a stake in the ground and say we Please. need this number of students. Um, there were times where we would hire 40 students based on the economy, based on the amount of work that the law firm was getting. Yeah. And um, as time has gone, that number has shrunk. Um, because of, at the time, the economy was booming and South Africa had a lot of work to do. And now it's not as robust. It's not as busy. So the number of people that we would recruit drops. And it's not so much that We don't want to, it's more that with Bowmans we like to recruit people and you must have meaningful exposure in work. We don't want you to be at a desk for two years of your articles twiddling your thumbs. Yeah. Um, It's not the mission with which we recruit or we want to develop um, our candidates, attorneys or as people know now as candidate legal practitioners.
0: Okay. And then if somebody is then doing an internship with you, how many of those do you then absorb um, into the labour market?
1: Bomers has been very good for that where between 85 to 90 percent, 99 percent of the people are absorbed as permanent attorneys within the law firm after they've done the articles. Mm. Uh, we aim to retain our candidate attorneys. That's um, wonderful. We invest yeah. a lot of time, a lot of training, a lot of advice, a lot of mentoring. And as you may hear from people who work here, you really become family. You spend mm. a lot of time together um, in the goods and the bads. And it would be horrible to do that with just the intention of keeping someone for two years. Yeah. Um, the firm is a very sociable one, and we hope to keep people for as long as we can.
0: So what do you think is difficult or that you dislike in, in your job?
1: What I don't like about being a graduate recruitment manager and... I don't like it, but I have learned to adapt and accept it, is when you have to regret or decline a student's application. Ah, uh, yes. I've uh, done that for a number of years, unfortunately, and it's probably still one of the toughest things that I have to do. And let's admit, we don't have one application. Yes. We have thousands. Yes. And I can say it over and over again, You can, you can do that action repeatedly but it doesn't get easier and I think the reason why it isn't easy for me is because one day I was that student sending an application to a big company and for a few seconds it does take me back to when I received emails um, that weren't exactly what I wanted at that time but what I've learned to tell myself that it may be tough for that student at that stage but I'm actually helping to navigate them towards their destiny. It may not be at our law firm. It may not be in this role. But to find an open door, you must meet some closed doors.
0: Yeah, so you have mentioned the, the human resources that you specifically now studied. But if somebody is now interested, um, I mean, usually, you know, at career fairs as well, people will be like, what do you do? Because this looks fun, you know, you can travel and you yes, are seeing other yes. students and so on. Um, <laughs> but what qualifications or what will you be looking in your department specifically to recruit somebody in graduate recruitment?
1: Well, because I recruit for law students and at a law firm, we'll be looking at LLB undergraduates primarily. But if I understand your question correctly, if someone wants to become a graduate recruiter in any fashion or form, the best place would be to start with a human resources related degree. And there's a variety amongst the universities in the country. Um, You could look at doing a, a Bachelor of Arts uh, degree or a Bachelor of Commerce. Um, and, and I think there are maybe a few other degrees that may accommodate like social sciences. But the nice thing about sectors like human resources, it's not so prescriptive mm. as a law sector maybe. Yes. I worked with colleagues who don't have any qualification in human resources, but they were attracted to the sector and Ongoing learning was what helped them come up to uh, become human resource practitioners in their specialities because there's forever learning that's going on. There's always a course. There's always um, training that you can go on and learn. I've had many attorneys who have joined us as human resource practitioners, not having done a human resource degree, mm-hmm. but used what they've learned in their legal degree, adapted it, taken courses and teachings from human resource practitioners and continue. To navigate directly to graduate recruitment may be a bit more tricky because, like I said earlier, the institutions haven't created specific training for graduate recruitment Um, At the stage that a young person may want to get into human resources, it may be negligible to isolate yourself from other key pillars and facets of human resources and aim for graduate recruitment because there's no guarantee you will end up in graduate recruitment. It's not a very big part of the economy from human resource perspective. Um, However, I think once you get into the work field, and you have opportunities to get involved in projects and tasks, then perhaps you can take steps to navigate towards being a graduate recruiter yeah. or work at the young talent space, um, as people call it these days. So I think it's a bit premature to isolate one qualification mm-hmm. that will help you become a graduate recruiter. But there's definitely means and can I say, postgraduate efforts and courses that can help someone get there. Obviously, I'm referring to the degrees, but more than welcome are the BTEC degrees, the diplomas, the short courses that come through as well.
0: So I'm going to ask this question for two industries. The one is for, for law, the industry law, but then also in the perspective of graduate recruiters what do you think is there that we do not know about the two different industries? So I, I call it different because I obviously I know, you know, graduate recruitment, it's linked now with law, but amongst all the graduate recruiters, what is there that we don't know about that kind of industry, but also why do, why do we not know about law?
1: I think, I think I can answer that question addressing both sectors with this response that I'll give you. Um, The skills that a lawyer and a human resource practitioner will use on a daily basis goes far beyond what is thought by a singular qualification. If I look, there's similarities in every job that we do. And I think sometimes at a university level, students may believe that this qualification is all I need to become a great attorney or a great human resource practitioner and one thing that I've learned over the years is that there are skills that are so contrasting to what we are taught at university but is absolutely necessary to action what we need to do on that day at that Mm -hmm. hour in that minute And an example I can give you from my experience, be it in human resources as a whole, because I have worked in the payroll department, I've worked in the recruitment department, um, I've worked in the IR, it's called industrial relations departments um, of human resources, is that things like time management, project management, uh, communication skills, marketing, logistics, all have a very key part in me actioning an outcome that may be categorized in human resources or graduate recruitment. But I cannot rely only on what I was taught in that degree to actually, I have so many other skills that are required. And that's where I think I urge a lot of people to really absorb your qualification, do very well at it, but don't be reluctant to explore extracurricular activities that may not be addressed by your institution. The institution is there to serve as an academic guide, an academic teacher mm. to, to to navigate you to, to your qualification. But if you enjoy being with animals or if you enjoy helping society or if you enjoy making money, then become that volunteer at a local animal. Um, rehabilitation center, become that entrepreneur that starts a business on the side or Mm -hmm. even not an entrepreneur. Some people are great workers. Go and find a part-time job and do those kinds of things because it's going to add a bit more to what you are learning at the university level Mm -hmm. and it doesn't burden the qualification as much as it would had you not done it once you get to an interview stage at a prospective employer.
0: And when you are also doing graduate recruitment, I assume also that you are looking at that bigger part. It's not just qualifications.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. Today has become so competitive that a lot of people have understood that Employers are looking for top performing academics, but the world is moving so fast we are looking for things like adaptability yes um, we are looking for morals, ethics, values, and patience patience is a big one in nah. society today there's a lot of distraction there's a lot of um, attention seeking sources and I think something that is becoming more and more valuable from my individual perspective is someone who is patient and tolerant and accepting of their circumstances, regardless of how long the duration of those circumstances may last. Um, Yeah.
0: If you can go back and give yourself advice when you were 15 years old, what would that be?
1: You know, Belinda, I thought about this question (laughs) and and I had to, I had to reflect and see what would I tell that person. And uh, 15 years I was, it, was, it was a key moment in my life. Um, it altered a lot of things that could have happened, should have happened, wouldn't have happened. And I think in hindsight, I would choose not to say anything to that individual. I would probably enjoy the moment and watch him carefully, because I do have a fear. That any change or advice that I would give him would distract, alter the course of what has led me to where I am today. Yes. And I, wouldn't, I don't think I would want it any different. I appreciate where I am. I'm very thankful for what has happened. And, um, and I'm proud for the decisions that I made and for the ones I didn't make and for the mistakes and the consequences that have taught me so much yeah, because I do believe uh, I do believe in the higher powers, and these are the things that I was supposed to learn. Yes, uh, during my time here. So, yeah.
0: yeah, and life happens, you know. We just have to exactly. go with it. And I think even in my life, I've I've learned more uh, um, through those kinds of experiences and struggles and challenges, um, yes. instead of just having it the easy way. Definitely. Yes.
1: Fully agree. Fully
0: Definitely. Agree. All right, Kashia, um, we are now at our fire questions. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Fire away.
0: I cannot live without.
1: Mm, Face-to-face interactions.
0: My secret weapon is. A pen. (laughs) (laughs) I always have.
1: Appreciation. I will never. Say never. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I hope. To never stop learning with intrigue.
0: Oh, definitely. Kashia, yeah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I can't wait to just see you again, you know, because we sometimes see you on campus and I just can't wait to see you again.
1: I look forward to coming back down. Um, I really enjoy my time meeting with the students, meeting yourself and the team. And uh, please never feel shy to call or contact. I'm very happy to speak to whoever listens to this.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Have a lovely time. Thank you.
0: That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.